0: Hey, what's going on, guys? My name's Tyler Quinlan, and this is going to be the first episode of a new series I'm going to do for my film podcasting class. We're going to review a bunch of films, some old ones, some new ones, just a bunch of good ones, and mostly things I haven't seen. So first episode is going to be dedicated to Dazed and Confused. This is 20 Minutes with Tyler, and I hope you enjoy Okay, so for the first movie, I chose a bit of a classic, people would say. It's a coming-of-age classic, Dazed and Confused. I bet a lot of us have heard about it. A lot of you guys have seen it, but somehow, this one I just didn't get to watch, like, way back when. I, I went through a stretch of, like, from when I was about 16 to 19, where I just watched... So many movies I don't know why Maybe I just had the time Maybe I had the the streaming service But I just watched a bunch of them And for some reason Dazed and Confused I never got around to I don't know what it was Maybe It's was like it been recommended to me before But maybe I just never had it Available on a streaming service it, I didn't have the right one That was on at the time But luckily f- Within the la- last week Last weekend It was on Amazon Prime, I believe, and luckily I got to watch it. I watched it with a few of my friends at our apartment, a late-night movie watch. No complaints at all for me. I thought it was actually a great movie, but we're going to get to my review later of it, or my little rating of it later. First, I think we should maybe just give an intro of the movie. So, I'm going to just run you down with an IMDb synopsis of it, because I'm not the greatest film reviewer in the game, I'm just a student, as some would say. So, here it is, the, this is a coming-of-age film that follows the mayhem of a group of rowdy teenagers in Austin, Texas, they are celebrating the last day of high school in 1976. The graduating class heads for a popular pool hall and joins an impromptu keg party. However, star football player Randall Pink Floyd, that's a pretty sick nickname, but has promised to focus on the championship game and abstain from partying. He ends up picking, this isn't on the IMDb, he ends up picking up uh, one of his freshman buddies. He ends up getting a new friend through the night, but we'll get into that after. Meanwhile, those incoming freshmen, along with that other kid, are trying to avoid being hazed by the seniors, most notably the sadistic bully Fred O'Banion. And I think maybe historically, saying, uh, as a historical standpoint, I think it's important to look at maybe some statistics of the movie. So, it's from, we said 1993, it was, came out September of 93. It was directed by Richard Linklater, and had a budget of six point nine million dollars. Now, for those of you who aren't familiar with Richard Linklater, like I was before this, well, actually, what's funny is, I have seen his some of his movies before, but I hadn't, I hadn't known it was him. You know, so, a couple would be School of Rock. Love that movie One of my favorites of all time What an old school movie um, Maybe some more mo- notable ones Boyhood That's a recent one that Won a bunch of awards And there's, I know there's another one I saw it somewhere I knew there was another one As I'm scrolling down You know what? Maybe not. Maybe he doesn't have another one. I'm thinking of. That's just that. I guess his name just sounds cool, but so yeah, Richard Link- Linklater, and he does some things throughout the film that I think are really good, and I think maybe the first choice, which we're gonna talk about a little later, is how he chooses to use this picture, only like in one day. So at the time, the set, the time. Of the movie takes place from two o'clock in the afternoon to four AM the next day, but it's all one event. You know what I mean? It's like and it it gives you that real like feeling of how you were as a kid. Like getting out of school. What are we gonna do tonight? We're gonna go to the game, we're gonna drink, we're gonna party, and then you're gonna get home late and your mom's gonna say something to you. Like, why are you coming in the door at four AM? You're a freshman in high school. I'm rambling here, so let's go back to kind of let's get let's get back to the main point main uh sections of this so another thing the movie goes for an hour and forty two minutes, but honestly, in my opinion, it could have went another twenty thirty, and I would have been perfectly fine with that, but then again, as I look back as like as you look at a historical standpoint of it almost, people probably remember it even more because it's only an hour and 40 minutes, you know? If it were too long, some people, you get those people that say, oh, you know what, I don't want to watch that. Past two hours, I don't have time for that. Two and, oh, it's Two and a half, oh. And then you get, like, the Irishman, 3, 3.15, whoa. Okay, that's a lot, I can understand. So maybe the hour and 40 minutes... In hindsight, was actually a good thing and made it as memorable as it was. Hey, man. You got a joint? Uh, no, not on me, man. <laughs> It'd be a lot cooler if you did. <laughs> so the main character, in my opinion... I mean, on this IMDb, they make it sound like Pink Floyd is... I mean, he is a very pivotal character. He, But it's it's such a unique film because it's not based around really just one perspective. It's not focused on one person. It uses these different pockets of high school groups, whether it be the athletes or the nerds or the... Like we said, incoming freshmen, the seniors, the popular girls, the whatever it may be. It's not totally about one person. It's not from one perspective. And it's interesting. That's one... I I love that. Because then, going into it, you you get four or five different perspectives, group perspectives. And as you watch the movie... You start to think as a viewer like, oh, when is this guy going to connect? When's this part going to connect to this? And the anticipation is what really gets me. I was going to save the casting for after, but now that I'm talking about, let's just go over that now. So you have the, I'm going to give off, I think I wrote down here, like eight or nine names that I think the most important characters in the movie. Because like I said, there are a lot of different personalities and people in it. So the incoming freshman, in this is in my opinion, like I said earlier. If there was, if I had to choose a main character, I feel like I would pick Mitch Kramer, the incoming freshman, played by Wiley Wiggins. And I think for myself, maybe it's just because I relate to him the most. You know what, it definitely could just be that, and I'm thinking... Very single-minded here. But it's also because the end of the movie... um, Here you go. First spoiler alert. The end of the movie... Ends with him at his house. So it's not... It may not begin with him, but the ending perspective is from him. He goes into his house. Comes in. His mom sees him. Says, if you're late again, I'm going to smack you around. We're going to have a problem. And then he goes into his room, plays music, and then cue the credits. So, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say he is the main character. Followed by Randall Pink Floyd, who was played by Jason London. And now, here's a couple names that you guys should remember, or just not remember, No, David Wooderson, played by Matthew McConaughey. Fred O'Banion, played by Ben Affleck. Now, being a Boston guy and a fan of some early 2000 films, McConaughey and Affleck, two two big guys for me, two impactful guys. Affleck, not so much acting. I actually like him as a director more, but it's just good to see like how these actors become these huge stars. It's not just they have... Most of the time, it's not just they have one big role to start off. This was a lower-budget movie with a, t- a huge cast list. And, of course, the movie is so good that... Not surprising that some popular actors come out of it. But Okay, let's move forward. Though. Jody Kramer, older sister of Mitch, is played by Michelle Burke. Simone Kerr. Is played by Joey Lauren Adams. Ron Slater. Rory Crane, I believe it is. Crane? Train? Yeah, we're going to go with Crane. He plays Ron Slater. Darla Marks is played by Parker Posey. Benny O'Donnell is played by Cole Hauser. And Melvin, played by Jason O. Smith. In my opinion now I keep saying in my opinion Well I guess you know what This whole thing's my opinion So I'm just going to stop saying it The best performance I thought Was probably Wiley Wiggins Again uh, No that's not true That's not true Again that's my favorite character Okay that's my favorite character We're getting that out of the way Can relate to him most Yeah okay Ty whatever That's your favorite character. The best performance, though, is probably actually Ben Affleck. Now that I'm looking at it. Because, like, he plays a great bully. His bully character is really unbelievable. I I just, I don't know. He sticks out a lot more than the other people. I don't know why. Another could be... Pink Floyd, uh, Jason London's character. And I, now that I'm saying this, I just it's really, it's really crazy how all of these characters mesh so well together. It's not it's, the movie's not carried by one or two people. It's really not. I know there's two or three people that became really big actors and the rest of them kind of fell off. But I just don't think the movie and the plot meshes that way okay so moving forward I kind of want to look at some really impactful things I took away from the film in terms of maybe the plot uh, some audio aspects and oh and definitely the soundtrack I loved the soundtrack in this movie I'm a huge fan of 80s and 70s music even a little sixties. I'm not that old. I'm not. I can't go back that far. I remember, I can't go back too far. But being born in 1999, I, the 70s music is great. <laughs> um, no, but I just grew up around that music all the time. My parents huge rock and roll fans, so. Oh, well, I'm definitely gonna add a couple of clips in of songs that were in the movies. And and also I'm going to add some clips of um, just some scenes and dialogue I thought was done well. First, uh, it starts off the movie with the hazing scene. and As the school bell rings, the freshman stu- well, even before that, Fred O'Banion, Ben Affleck's character, comes up with a microphone, with a megaphone. And yells out to the upcoming, the, I believe it's, it's eighth graders, the incoming freshmen, and tells all of them that the hazing begins when school's out, and you guys better take your lickings now, or you're gonna get you're gonna get the paddle even worse. And it's, the hazing is is hilarious because it's something you could only see in, in a cliche movie. Even this movie isn't cliche. It's just a that's a cliche aspect of it. It's hilarious too because it's all—it's the only time you've ever seen a teacher get involved in the haze. And they cut to the teacher, and he's like, "Uh, Mr. Payne, sir, you know, every second that you could let us out early would really increase our chances of survival." It's like our sergeant told us before one trip into the jungle. Men, fifty of you are leaving on a mission. 25 of you ain't coming back. The hazing is basically O'Banion and the other upperclassmen take a wooden paddle and just beat you over the ass with it for about a couple minutes. Take your licks and you move on. And I think, like, something that the freshmen or these kids don't understand, like, that the character Mitch Kramer does. He takes his beat in and then as soon as that ends, he ends up becoming friends with the upperclassmen. He goes to the upperclassmen party and he ends up becoming pretty cool because of it. And I don't know if they're like, meant like take it lickens and then you're gonna be end up, you're gonna be enough cool kids. Not how it's gonna work for all of them, but for him it, it worked out. I mean, Mitch Kramer is a character, myself, I can probably relate to the most. Uh, Minus the hazing and the paddling. (laughs) The wooden paddle. Um, But in terms of just, I was always hanging with older people, like older kids in high school. And I know that feeling of what it's like to be a freshman in high school and just being in the same room, in same party as an older kid, you're like, all right, this is this is pretty cool. This is not something, there's not a bunch of other freshmen here, only me and my friends. And so, you know, you, you think that's the most awesome thing as a kid at 15, 14, 15 years old, so I relate to it. Like I said, though, it's not even just the, it's not the hazing at all, because I was in high school four years ago, five years ago, there's no hazing, this is an anti-bullying community now, and like it should be, but it's not the same as the 80s, the 70s, and the 80s, so I guess there's where the discrepancy is, um... Another great scene was probably when they're when it's I it's Mitch and Pink who are in now getting into the car with none other than McConaughey's character. Um, I forget his name. Hold on, let me look. David Wooderson, and he's kind of just this out of high school guy who he's. In quotes, work like I'm doing. Air quotes, working for the city. He hangs with kind of the younger kids. He's a couple of years older. He's just someone who never wanted to let go of high school. And again, back then, that was probably that was probably working a lot more than it is now. But there's just this great scene of them outside. Outside the little little shack, little, little uh, food stop or something, and they just hang out and there's just like a nostalgia feeling of it, I get it, I get the nostalgia of just those late nights in high school where there was just nothing, you weren't doing anything, you were just hanging out because it looked cool and you thought you were on top of the world. And I think this is another, that's another thing I read. I read a few comments about... I've seen some, like, like, look back at YouTube clips, comments, people just saying, the most relatable high school movie in terms of feelings that's ever been made. And I can totally... I honestly can totally agree with that. Maybe only the other, like I mentioned earlier, Stand By Me is another one that really... I really resonated with for some reason, but... And I think it's this, how you, again, there's only, if you were to poll everybody who's watched this movie and who likes this movie, there's probably like the majority would pick about four or five scenes that they remember. And it's not even just that you need so many good scenes, it's just there's a great story and Linklater does a great job with showing the story and I think the choice to make a movie about one day, one night like I said is, is like I said before is really great. If they had done it more, like more than one night, I probably still would have really enjoyed it, but I imagine that not as many people would find it memorable and it wouldn't give off that same feeling. Man, it's the same bullshit they tried to pull in my day You know, if it ain't that piece of paper Some other choice they're gonna try and make for you You gotta do what Randall Pink Floyd wants to do, man It kind of uses the theme that, like Every night is a movie in high school And it's, and I think that's really accurate Cause, like, there was just so many highs and lows Emotions were always just going whatever way in high school they didn't know what was going to happen. You know? He just kind of rolled with the punches. Just really does a great job of encapsulating the failing of high school. And it's just an unbelievable nostalgia piece, really. So overall, I really enjoyed this movie. I'd recommend it to anybody from the ages of 14 to whatever age. It's an absolute classic, and I think it should be in everybody's movie library that being said i think i'm going to give this a four out of five stars this has been 20 minutes with tyler and i hope you enjoyed tune in next week for a new episode on a new movie and a new review thanks guys